All right. Do you have your shit? Are you yes. ready to do this? Yes. Because now I have like a ton of editing to do. Well, I didn't know you were recording just yet right away. You so s- we're. You see it? I see it now. Okay. Everything's been recording. Okay. For three minutes. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. It's a pineapple party. Oh, and we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, Buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 53. So we are one episode past our one year anniversary. We are. I can't believe it's already been a year. It's crazy. I know. But we are still recording from Sunny Rest. Yes, we are. Because we're not going to have a chance to do this after we leave here before we get back home on Sunday. So we figured, what the hell? We might as well do one more episode. And we get to do it completely nude. Fucking in the buff. Oh, look at that. You can't see unless you join the fansly, but it's great. We're rocking out. With with a co- well, your cock out. Yeah. I'm rocking with my tits out. <laughs> I, I mean, you got your pussy out too. You just can't see it. Yeah, you just can't see it. That's all right. We'll be able to see it later though when I oh, that's have right. my toy review. Yeah. All right. So new one. <laughs> um, so Jay and Melva were kind enough to allow us to come back up and shoot this episode on their beautiful fucking deck. And it's a gorgeous day. We had two days that weren't that great. Um, the weather was not what they predicted it to be. So uh, kind of put a damper on laying out by the pool. But today is gorgeous and sunny. And we are just enjoying the beautiful view and the nice breeze as well. Absolutely. So we are going to get this show underway, starting with the swing topic. Yes. So why don't you uh, fill us in? with what we got going on for Swing this week. All right, so as you know from listening to our last episode, and if you didn't, we are at Sunny Rest, which is a nudist resort in Pennsylvania. And it has been around for, I believe, it, well, it was the first one in the country that it has allowed nudists and alcohol together. And I believe they purchased the property in 1945. So it's been a hot minute since this place has been around. Um, it is absolutely gorgeous and it is definitely on the nudist side. They do have families here, um, but it's also, you know, behind closed doors. It also is very much on the swinger side. Uh, we've came to learn that last year when we came up um, and we definitely found that this was definitely our niche. Um, and we really enjoy being here and the people are amazing. Um, but one thing that I've kind of learned and it's kind of surprising um, to hear is that there should actually be a joke around that had said that what do you call a swinger over 40? A nudist. You knew that because of my notes. But yes, they are called a nudist. But what actually defines that just because of your age, do you no longer be considered a swinger and then you're just a nudist? Because being up here at sunny rust we have seen ages from all over from 21 all the way up until like 60s 70s maybe even more because people take care of themselves and you wouldn't even be able to guess how old they actually are so i kind of feel like you can't sit there and say well once you're over this amount of time of age you know you're no longer a swinger and you're just nudist but yet us swingers like to also be nudists I feel like that whole joke, quote, end quote, mm-hmm. is a bunch of bullshit because an age doesn't define if you are a quote unquote swinger. Right. I mean, you could be, you know, legally 18 if you are playing with, you know, people around your age, or you could be fucking 80. I mean, we've seen it. We have firsthand like we've seen people in fucking walkers at swing events yes i mean do they get a lot of action probably fucking not but but they might in their own group you don't know yeah i mean no i don't like you know stalk them to see right we're not like hey do they ever make it to that bedroom like no but But we know that they're there and they're having a good time and that they're finding their people yeah what makes you a swinger or 
you know, ethically non-monogamous is if you are engaging in activities with people other than your partner or spouse. Yeah. I mean, exactly. That is all there is to it. And I'll even go out on a limb as to say, I mean, if you are at an event trying to do that, whether you are successful or not, you are still in that same group. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just because you didn't get any action, you know, say one night at a club or a party doesn't mean that you're not a swinger or you're not, you know, whatever ethically non-monogamous label you want to call yourself. Right. And there's many times that even for us, we haven't always played. I mean, we we played a little bit this past weekend, um, but there hasn't been it's not like in every time that we are going to events or places that one, we obviously never expect play, but two, we don't seek for it to always occur either. Yeah, I mean, I, for us, we can't have that expectation. No. Because we used to do that when we first started. and We were definitely let down a lot when that would occur. Well, more so me, because you would play. Right, I would play a lot with the, fem- the females. Right, and then I would get no action. Mm-hmm. So we've learned that for us to have a good time, we need to go into a party, an event, a meet and greet, a hotel takeover, a resort trip, you know, mm-hmm. with no expectations aside from us having fun together. Right. And, and that's what actually I was going to touch base on is we have found that we have had more fun together with the people that we meet along the way than having that expectation of playing with X, Y, or Z. Yeah. I mean, we've been up here at Sunny Rest two years now, you know, for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And... I think I'm the only one who has played with anybody, right? You are. I have not played with anybody. Yeah. So, I mean, not because you couldn't. I mean, everybody just nothing up here really, wants to nothing play really with you. came about, and or it's one of those things, kind of like that happened at Naughty and Arlen's. Just well, everything's yeah. going really well, and then something happens to come up and just bump it off the rails, and then you're just like, well, there went that potential, and it's okay because I've learned over the years, you don't get upset about it. You just go, maybe next time. Well, and like that's what's great about the way we swing. You know, we make great friendships. With oh, these yeah. people like close friends like and i mean like we had tears on our last episode because we made such close friends right and one of the gentlemen that is here at sunny rest that i know you would play with mm-hmm. you know it just hasn't been a thing yet because it hasn't but of, i kind of feel like, like it's timing. building well yeah i mean like i i definitely feel like something would have happened if we would have had more time before he had to leave yeah but you know, that's, that's part of it. Yeah. I mean, time really is what kind of gets in the way. And when you get to be at resorts like this, where I feel like it works out more in people's favor when they live here all the time or, or if they're here seasonally, because they use this as a campground. So they either have a permanent site or they have a designated place that they bring their camper or whatnot. And therefore they have more opportunities because they have that allotted more time. Well, yeah, and, like, the the thing for us, especially this year, I feel like we did not leave Sunny Rest at all. No. But it felt like we were pulled in 20 different directions every day. We we definitely were. I mean, we both even said it on the same day that we noticed. So, so last year we were trying to meet up with everybody, and this year we said, okay, we're going to just stay at Sunny Rest, and that way— If, if you want to see us, you can come to us. Right. Because we felt like there's so much here. They have the restaurant here. They have the pool. They've got the deck parties. The bars. The bars. Like, everything's here. You don't really have to go anywhere. And you can be naked. Right. So why why not just walk around naked? Yeah, why would you want to go anywhere else? Right. Like, I wanted to be as naked as possible. And for the most part, I have been naked as much as possible, except for maybe a full day. But it was like half of a morning and half of a night because it got chilly. Yeah, and I'm going to throw this out there and... I don't really care if people get butt hurt about it, but like I'm a little bummed that a lot of the people that said, "Oh yeah, we'd like to come out to Sunny Rest and see you guys," blah blah, none of them did. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed too. Um, you know, there were some connections that were supposed to be made, and they completely ghosted. 
Yeah. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves. I mean, here's the thing. We drove 14 hours to get here and we decided because of last year being pulled all over, we were just going to stay here. And we were more than open for anybody to come up, say hi, hang out with us. Obviously, no, nothing needed to occur. Just hang out, be friends, like get to know us because we've been talking online. And to have it kind of be dropped on the other end, it, it kind of sucks and it hurts too because, you know, we we made that effort to come all the way up here. I mean, yes, we have to get our child, but we want to meet, be everybody. And this is our last trip in PA to be able to try to fulfill that. Yeah, I mean, unless... You're going to go to TPA on Friday, but... But then it's only one more day. So again, you're yeah, short on time. It's only a couple hours. Right. So like if you were really hoping to get to know us and potentially play with us, that's probably not going to happen. It's probably not going to happen, no. So Like you'll get to be able to know us a little, but if we can't guarantee that there would be anything else because we didn't have that time right. to actually and, and because learn about you. It's, you know, a club we're going to be mingling with everybody else there. Right. So again, we'll be pulled in a hundred different directions. Yeah. So like, that's not the environment to really get to know us. No. Where if you come up here and spend a couple hours or a day with us. You'd really get to know yeah. us on a chill level. And I mean, we're chill to begin with, but. And I even offered, you know, to help pay for, you know, people's day pass if you they did. wanted to come up. Yeah. Because yeah, I know it can be expensive. Like, yeah. Because I, I think I understand that. I think but, for here it was what sixty dollars for a day pass. So, I don't know. I think it's like seventy five or something. Yeah. But just to make that happen, mm -hmm. I you know I did offer you know a few people like hey if if you can't swing it I'll help you know with the day pass, mm -hmm. and still nothing, like not even a message while we were here like no hey you know I wish you know that we could come see you guys or whatever but it's, you know we just can't swing it yeah nothing, and then of course what's going to happen. As soon as we get home, be like, oh, man, I, I wish you. I wish that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, we said exactly where we were going to be and the dates we were going to be here for like two fucking months. I was going to say that. And I also made sure I posted um, the day that we left right. to let everybody know. So we've been here for five days. So there really was no reasoning that things could not be put together. Yeah. And. It is what it is. Like if if you're listening and you were one of those people that you know kept saying that you were going to come see us and you didn't, and you're upset because we're calling you out for it. I mean, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I mean we we got to hang out with the people that were able to make it and wanted to hang out with us, and we got to reconnect with the people we met from last year. So we had a great time, and that's kind of what mattered. Yeah, I mean we're always going to have a good time. Like our happiness in this lifestyle is not dependent on other people. No. So, you know, I don't, like I feel bad in a way that we don't get to meet certain people, but at the same time, you don't put the effort in, I don't really fucking care. I mean, that's the thing, effort goes a long way. And the more effort that's put in, that means more effort on our end too, because we're gonna match it. So if it's not put in on one side, it's not gonna get put in on the other. Yeah, and I mean, like, speaking of effort, okay, so we met our friend, Heather, last weekend, mm -hmm. who, you know, we are talking to in a potential polyamorous way. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about effort? She's already trying to come and see us in Alabama next week Yeah, when we get home. That is a that is a big amount of effort, right? Yeah, there. I mean that's fucking effort. That's commitment, right there. It's not even just effort. That's just commitment. So and we literally only met for a total of two days, yeah. and really more. It was that one day where we were all able to actually sit down and talk with each other. Yeah, for a couple hours. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the kind of shit I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean it's not hard if you really want to try to see somebody, make it happen, and if. You got cold feet, say something. It doesn't matter. You legit can say, hey, I got really, really nervous. I'm sorry, I can't make this happen. Yeah. Okay, that's not a big deal. That I, I would rather hear than you literally say fucking nothing to me. And I then totally, I'm like, what did I do wrong? I totally respect people a thousand percent more if they just communicate and be honest. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, if you got diarrhea and you're like, I can't make it up, you know, 
just tell me you're shitting your pants. I understand. <laughs> I'm a truck driver. I've I mean, been there. Maybe, <laughs> you know? maybe if you're like a girl and you don't want to say that you were shitting your pants, you could just be saying, hey, I had some tummy issues. I got you, boo. I understand. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I'm I'm more the blunt to the You are one, the blunt but... and you wouldn't care. So ladies, if you want to be all blunt with him, he's <laughs> a-okay with it. Yeah. Like, just tell me why you're not coming. Or yeah. if you're like, yeah, you're just not that important to me to come see. I mean, okay, great. Thanks for letting me know so I can take you off of your list of my list. Yeah. You've got a long one foreman. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's not even like a fuck. No, it's list. just a meet people list. Yeah. It's a people if things, I want to meet. And if things progress from there, great. But they are just the people on the list that you want to meet. Yeah. And the list is getting long because, you know, there's and, people that are trying to actually make that connection with you. Well, yeah. And I never get to meet them. So right. the list just keeps growing. Right. Instead of being able to check names off. I mean, I did get to check a couple off this weekend. That's just awesome. <clears throat> um, and some of them weren't even like the ones that were reaching out being like, oh, yeah, you know, we want to come see you. That They just showed the fuck up. And and you were there, too. So we were like, hey, out. we know you. We know you. Yeah. yeah, we had that our first night coming here, which was awesome because how would you? I mean, sometimes you can't plan these things and you just happen to be in the same place at the right time. Absolutely. And, you know, and we, it, it was great to meet those people, too. Yeah. Even though they may not have been, like, on our radar to meet. I mean, they're still cool fucking people. Yeah. And I'm glad that we got to meet them. So, uh, Sunny Rest and places like this, I mean, are a great place for lifestylers. The only thing is here, you know, for anyone who's been to Sunny Rest, you can't show PDA in public. Right. Which so is that the is biggest like challenge for swingers it is because when we 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 want to show affection and that seems to be a big thing um which is not a bad thing at all when it comes to being a swinger that we we show that connection with that person and the affection that comes through and you want to give like the hugs and the kisses on the cheek and for the most part you can get away i think a little bit but more so like on the decks of individual places well yeah i mean like hugs and kisses like quick ones like you can get away with anywhere right like people aren't going to smack your pee pee for that no no but, but you but it's the sitting on people's laps right like you the, know like down by the pool the, and stuff the next step up of flirting you cannot do or like you know for the women especially if they're like grabbing onto a man's thighs while he's sitting on the edge of the pool and stuff right like that's going to be a thing right you're going to get in trouble for that yeah and like us girls we can't be like fondling of each other's titties like it's not going to be okay right so as a swinger, that's the hardest part of coming to a place like this, mm-hmm. of knowing, like, okay, we can't do anything like that until really late at night, yep. back at our campground, mm-hmm. you know, or our tent or our camper or whatever. Where everything is behind doors, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Like, it's great to be naked. You get to see all kinds of potential swingers yes. out during the day. Yes. And then if you hit it off at night, it, it's game on. Yeah. You know, like you can go do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Just not in public. So, yeah, I mean. Overall, coming to a place like this, starting from our beginning of our long tangent there, um, age really is not a oh, yeah, concern. I, for, I forgot we were talking about age. You totally did. So age I'm is really not a concern so when you come to resorts like this because you are going to find somebody that you are going to click with. And there are, yes, there are some people who are like, well, I don't like younger or I don't like older, but hey, my favorite play partner is 62. So, and that means he's twice my age. Yeah. And the women here at Sunny Rest that I want to play with mm-hmm. are all 50 plus. Yeah. And the, I, the, the few men that I do have my eyes on are, again, older than me. They're not in their 60s, but they're in so, their 50s. Yeah, I mean. So there's not much difference. Also. So that's just what I go for. It's what I'm attracted to. And a lot of it is because they have that don't give a fuck, don't take no shit. And I'm like all about it. So coming to a resort like this. Um, and many other places, you're gonna find that age is legit just a number and you will find what you're attracted to regardless of where you're at. Oh yeah, I mean, there is younger people here. Oh yeah. But 
But they stick to themselves. Like they yeah. don't seem to they have come out like we do. Like we are all over the place. And yeah. We're with our age group. We're with a little bit over our age and then even way over. Yeah. I mean, like I was dancing with, you know, women in their 50s mm-hmm. all weekend. Yeah. And like, I'll tell you what. I mean, I was dancing with one of my favorite ladies <laughs> and you were having a good time. And so was she. You could oh, tell. Yeah. Like, I had a chub like no other while I was out there dancing with her. Yeah. I just couldn't do anything about it because it, again, my Speedo was fucking so tight. That, and we were on the deck, so you really couldn't. Oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I mean, because you can't control your dick from getting hard. Well, that's true. You can't. And you're rubbing, you know, your dick on some hot woman's ass. Yeah, it's bound to happen. <laughs> like, if they were to kick me out for that... Like, I would probably mushroom stamp the fucking security guard on my way out. <laughs> like, that would be awesome. I'm not going to lie. I would be the one watching going, okay, do it again. Do it again. That was awesome. Because, I mean, in the deck parties, that's pretty much like. That's like the prequel to fun happening later. Yeah, it's more lenient. Yeah, it is. Like, it is they're definitely. not super strict on the PDA type stuff. No. Because. Mostly, it is just the adults, mm-hmm. and it's the people that are out drinking, having fun, and that's the, the 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 crowd they're looking for down there. Right, and the other thing too is once you are done with the deck party, they usually also have the nightclub, which again, you got to be twenty one and over to get in there anyway. Yeah. So there's not going to be any kids. You don't have that to worry about. So it is obviously you're still not going to be like fucking there, right. but you're still going to be able to have a little bit more leniency in that yeah. atmosphere. Yeah, so I mean, if if you're worried about age in the lifestyle, just go to different events, go mm-hmm. to different resorts, you know, and don't be afraid to talk to people, whether they're older, younger, same age, it doesn't matter. Right, because I, I was just thinking with that is you don't know in every area that you go to, you're going to find people in all different age ranges and they all will be different. You're going to have people who are in their 60s that are acting like they're in their 30s. So you and some just, of them look like they're like in their 40s. Right. And they are not. But it all comes down to just putting yourself out there and you just don't know until you talk to them and figure out, you know, their personality and who they are. And it might be exactly what you're looking for, even if you weren't expecting their age to be what it was. Yeah, and I mean, I shot my shot with Melva. You did. I let her know, like, hey, I don't care how old you are. If given the opportunity, I would play with you. She is a beautiful fox, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. She is. I mean, I don't care how old she is. She she looks like she's in her 50s. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old she actually is, but she looks like she's in her 50s, and she acts, you know, like she's in her 40s or early 50s. Yeah. Like, she doesn't act like an old lady or anything no she's super sweet and you know, i love her very feminine like it's so it's so cute to watch like she's very feminine mm-hmm. and like very deliberate with you know how she portrays with her ma- herself yeah with her mannerisms yeah yeah and it, it's just very sexy to watch that because you it don't is. see that a lot especially in younger women no you don't um she almost she, it's basically like a finesse of herself um, right. It just, it ensues her as she just walks around and like, you can't help but just gravitate to watch her because she's beautiful and she just carries herself so beautifully and elegantly that you're just like, wow. Like, Yeah. I mean, like she's totally like out of my league as far as that goes <laughs> because I am not elegant No. or uh, classy. No, she's very classy. Yes, she's a very classy I woman. think that's what I was missing for the word that I was looking for, and it is. She's classy, and, and I love it. I am everything but. I mean, I am a... Hey, opposites attract. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, you know, like I said, if given the opportunity, I would take that yes. opportunity. So age is just a number. It is. It truly is. Just enjoy yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and be around people that bring out the best in you whether they're younger older the same age yeah and you will have a great time in this lifestyle no matter what whether you end up playing or not you will end up having a great time absolutely so all right let's switch gears and get into the polyamory so 
with our polyamory, somebody tried jumping the, the gun. What, 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 what? Our polyamory. Oh, okay. So I said it right. Polypropamory. <laughs> I was talking kind of fast, but I said it right. He's trying to pick on me because I'm not bringing out any Tinkanese right now. So I wanted to do an update, even though somebody over here, <clears throat> Pedro, what? was jumping the gun on it. Why was I jumping the gun? Because we're doing an update on our potential polyamorous relationship. So, but, but how did I jump the gun? What did I do? Well, so you kind of already mentioned that there has been talk about potentially getting together when we return back to Alabama. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is where you jumped the gun, which is okay. It's fine. Well, I'm so just saying, I mean. We've been talking for what, the last three days now? Well, yeah, since Sunday. Yeah. So um, conversation has been going very well. Uh, just kind of figuring the ins and outs and just learning because we, we did have that one night where we were able to talk, but it was cut short because it was like 3 a.m. So we didn't really get a whole lot of talking in. And we also didn't want the conversation to end, which in all three parts, we all felt the same. We just felt right. like we needed more time. Um, and also we would have enjoyed potentially having more happen than just talking. Oh yeah. Which I is mean, that's a given. Well, I mean like you but, two girls definitely would oh, have yeah. played. Oh yeah, us girls, we would have definitely had some fun. I mean, I would as much as I would have loved to have joined, mm -hmm. I would not have interjected myself unless you were both literally being like, uh, bring that dick here. Yeah. This is true. That is true. So I do appreciate your supportiveness with that. Of course. Um, but we have you know, been in contact um, every morning, every throughout, actually the whole day, really. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been really good getting to know her more and learning all the different things that I would need to know about somebody to potentially have a relationship with them. Because we don't really get that so much when it comes to swinging. I mean, like you do get to really know them because we kind of dive in more to that friendship line but right. this is more like friendship with that potential of romance that you don't do really with swinging yeah and i feel like you know because this is a very new situation it is for, for both of us for, for, for both of us because you know with her being more of a a lesbian mm -hmm. you know like it's great for you well i mean it is i've never had any kind of a relationship with a lesbian before right. but so that's a little bit different i mean obviously she's more gung-ho for women right and that's what you've been wanting is you've wanted somebody who actually wanted to date a woman right which is the kind of the nice aspect here because with bi women they tend to obviously they want both they want the man and the woman right. but, but it leans more heavily on the man aspect so then really it falls under me and her just being like besties that that eat play. each other's vaginas every once in a while right yeah. so i don't get that romantic like oh my god i have my own person i have a girlfriend who's actually my girlfriend so i'm kind of this is this is new for me but it's a good thing because I potentially am going to have what I've been looking for for the last five, six years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then for you, I mean, this is this is a whole new thing because oh. we're not really sure where things could potentially go. Yeah. And like, I'm enjoying it very much, just getting to know her. And you are more of the talker, which is helpful for you because you can build more of that connection with the person because you talk and you can bring out more information and give more information where sometimes I fail terribly. Yeah. So I apologize I, ahead of time. I feel like like we are building a very good friendship right now. That's awesome. Um I'm happy for you for that. And I do try to flirt. Yeah. And she is receptive to it. See that's nice. I wanna I mean I know we've seen that a lot with the bi females that we've dated together, but in the swing sometimes you don't really get that reception back so it's nice that you're getting it from her well yeah and especially considering the fact that she identifies more as a lesbian right that's why it's like not it, bisexual it says a lot for for me to hear that i'm kind of like wow like here's somebody who really is taking it in and appreciating it and actually acknowledging that you are doing this yeah and like i feel like in our conversations like i don't want to get too detailed no into our conversations but um i feel like because my ultimate goal 
is to see you and her have a great relationship Mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm putting the two of you above myself, which in turn, I think kind of turns her on. Right. Cause you're not chasing her where most men would. Yeah. And like, I don't like, I don't care sexually about you and her being together. Like, right. I'm not the, Oh my God. Like I got to see this. Fuck. Oh yeah. Right. Let me zip. (laughs) You know. You're killing me with the side effects. That's not me. No, it is not you at all. Like you're pretty much like, hey, go do you. Yeah, I'm more like, you guys got lube. You know, you got the shit for your strap on. Right. You know, okay, good. Do you need anything? (laughs) Like I'm going to go out and have a cigar. I might come back later. Yeah, I'm going to go watch football. Yeah, pretty much. Like you'd be like, make sure you guys have a good time. Yeah, so, and I think that plays in my favor with her because yeah. I'm not super thirsty, mm-hmm. you know, and when I do flirt with her, I do it in a very mature way. Right. You're not like making it awkward and you're not making it seem like you're just trying to get in her pants. Right. Because. Which is what every guy does. Yeah. I mean. Because like, they do I, it to me. So. I'm not trying to get in her pants. Honestly. Like I want. I want her to try to get in my pants. Yeah. Like that is. I could see that. That's where I'm at with this. Yeah. Because. Because then you'll know that that's on her. That that's what she wants. And then if that's what she wants, you're a-okay with that. And you guys will go from there. And you've already put in that groundwork to make her feel comfortable and be feeling like this is a decision that she is okay with. And that's what she wants to do. Right. All I can do as a man in this relationship, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um is show her that I'm a safe man to be with, you know, that I'm going to look out for her and for you Mm -hmm. and that I have the two of you, I have your best interests at heart. Yeah. And now obviously she knows I'm interested in her. Yes. You know, I do tell her that I think she's beautiful and you know, all this stuff, but I want her to try to get into my pants before I let her know like oh yeah like I totally want to fuck you this or that right because if she comes to me and says you know I want to do physical things with you right whatever that looks like you know I don't care what what act it is but if she says I want to have a physical relationship with you Mm -hmm. then I know that in her mind, she has made up her mind mm-hmm. that she is wanting to take our relationship further than just like that mental, emotional side. Yeah. And, you know, that puts her more on that like bisexual line. Yeah. Instead of me trying to convince her that, that she would want a dick. Yeah. Like, I don't ever want to be that guy. No, and then at the same time, too, it would make you feel like it's not like you would have felt like you pressured her into it, but it felt like you kind of changed her way of thinking and you'd want her to do this on her own, whatever she decides she wants out of this. I don't want to ever feel like I fucking manipulated somebody. Never. To have a physical relationship with me. No. No matter who it is, like a straight person, a bisexual person, Mm -hmm. you know, a gay person, I don't ever want to feel like I had to manipulate somebody. Yeah. So for me to do that, all I can do is be, you know, that safe, supportive guy Mm -hmm. that is kind of on the fringes of a girl on girl relationship, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and be like the cheerleader for the two of you. Yes. And you know, slowly try to build that trust. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess that that lust. Yeah. Between her and I. Yeah. Like, that's all I can do. And I think that's probably the best thing, because then, you know, you're allowing her to come on her own terms. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And if it does, then, you know, you're there and you'll just move on with the next steps of where she wants it to go. Right. I mean... Because I know this is not going to be a short process. Like, no, like it I is know not. that. 
So and also us being distant from each other as far right. as living spaces is already going to take a process to get to where things could develop into anything. I mean, I would be surprised if in a year that she was ready to move forward with something with me mm -hmm. involved as in more than just like a friendship. Right. And I'm perfectly okay with that because mm -hmm. as long as you are happy in your relationship with her mm -hmm. and she's happy with her relationship with you and I'm not getting in the fucking way. Right. You know. You're minding your business. Then I'm happy. Yeah. And I've told her that. Like, I'm not expecting anything from her. And you're very uh, transparent. So there's never anything that you're hiding or that you have this plan or anything. You are literally just there to be her friend and be supportive of what could happen between her and I. And if something along the road changes between you and her, then you are there for her whenever that occurs, if it or if it does not. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. But like I said, I know it's going to be a long road mm -hmm. and, you know, who knows what could happen. Yep. I mean, she Anything. could come visit us in Alabama and be like, y'all are fucking whacked out of your mind. <laughs> be like, never mind. Yeah. Like, how do I get back home from here? Right. <laughs> or, you know, she could be like, wow, this is fucking amazing. Right. And it could be where, you know, she's like, I, this, this is my type of people. Right. And why did it take so long to find them? Ooh, and here comes the wind. Here comes the wind, baby. Okay. That's a wind. Oh, my. Jesus Christ. Can you calm your tits there? No, Mother I can't. Nature? I'm trying to do a fucking podcast here. It needed to speak its mind as well. <laughs> that was a sign. Because, you know, I said that she could come down and be like, this is the best fucking thing ever. Oh, stop. And Mother Nature was like, yes, bitch. <laughs> you were terrible. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not why. But. All right. So let's switch gears and yes. get into our kink and BDSM segment here. Yeah. What do you got? So what is it when it comes to the BDSM that you like best about it? Like, what do you like just overall? Overall? Yeah. Honestly... I like teaching. You like teaching? Yeah. I mean, like, I like being informative to people in the BDSM lifestyle. Um, I love training submissives. I mean, that's kind of... Your kink? My kink. Yeah. And you do a very, very good job of doing that. Um, and I'm actually starting to enjoy, you know, teaching you how to be dominant. You're starting to? Yeah, I mean... Because that requires me to be submissive, and I'm not the biggest fan of that. <laughs> you yeah. okay over there? I am. Okay. Um, she's got her fucking hand on my knee. Because she's... It's a very strong toy. Yeah. She's gearing up for the next segment of Tink's Toy Box. She's fucking pre-gaming. Pre-gaming. Pre-coming, possibly. Yeah, you think? Maybe. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the teaching aspect, it aspect of it really does it for me however i mean being a sadist when i can inflict pain on someone who really enjoys it mm -hmm. like that that does it for me you know physically and mentally so what aspect of it gets you m mentally mentally i'm gonna say is the teaching side of it well no when it comes to like what was the last part you said the toy is really distracting. So as a sadist, you know, when I can really hurt somebody. Yes, the hurting part. But they, as long as they are really into it as well. Right. So if you are playing with a masochist and, you know, you're able to really start inflicting the pain on them, they're really enjoying it. What does that do to you mentally? We know what it does to you physically because your cock gets really, really fucking hard. Well, mentally, I mean, it just puts me almost in like a dom space like it's like a oh. tunnel vision you know where like you're just focused in on like uh, yeah. I'm between you and them I'm hyper focused on what I'm doing to them so like if I'm 
in like a spanking session or something mm-hmm. and you know she starts you know bawling her eyes out and she's crying and you know begging me to stop but she hasn't you know said her her safe word uh-huh. then you know i'm just like laser focused on making it hurt as much as possible and you know getting her to basically use her safe word mm. you know like not that it's a mission but right. like for someone who really enjoys pain if i can't make them tap out then i didn't reach my limit of what i can provide uh-huh uh-huh yeah yeah so you're gonna come uh-huh. already uh-huh uh-huh fucking whore. Uh-huh. Are you done interrupting me now? I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I can talk now. <laughs> Is your leg okay? Yeah, my leg's okay, but okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> got me chubbed up, though. Oh, my bad. So, okay, so obviously you enjoy hearing me come, and you also really enjoy when you make me cry as well. Yes. So what is the difference that you find how you take it mentally and sometimes even physically the aspect of inflicting the pain on me versus making me cry do is there anything different with that is the intensity different um i think like when if you aren't crying Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to make it hurt really bad i may not get as turned on physically okay but mentally like now i'm getting in that that headspace of like I'm going to make this bitch cry. You know, no matter what I have to do, she is not leaving here until mm-hmm. she's bawling her eyes out. Gotcha. Okay. And then once, obviously, once you start crying, then my dick is like, hey, I'm here for the party. You know? Yeah, we know how that looks because <laughs> that is uh, a very, very rock hard, rigid fucker and will cause lots of damage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's my go-to. Like, if I can make somebody you know, cry and, you know, beg and... So is it the sound of the cry or is it also the tears coming? Oh, it's the tears, the crying, the snot running down their face. Okay, so like almost full-blown crying. Oh yeah, ugly crying. Ugly crying is what you're like, fuck yes, I've done my job and I'm really turned on with this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I know that's not for everybody. No. And I can, you know, get into softer scenes. And you have, and recently actually. But it, it's a different type of of high, mm-hmm. you know, for me. Um, it's not so much like the my dick gets rock hard and, like, I get that tunnel vision, but I get very much into that, that role of almost like a mentor or like a master mm-hmm. where I'm there to make sure the submissive is getting exactly what they want. Right. And, you know, so I'm almost like a pleasure dom at that point. Okay. So. So would you say that that aspect is what turns you on the most? Is like creating the tears and like is that aspect what turns you on the most out of all of the BDSM things that go together? Yeah. I mean, just being a sadist, like it doesn't matter if it's physical or mental, you know, type of abuse. (laughs) I'm all about it. All right. Well, that's very interesting. I mean, for the most part, like, I knew that, but it's nice to hear you say it because we talk about it so much. So now others can kind of see where you're coming from and what you like about the BDSM so much. Yeah, like, I I don't have, like, a certain thing. Like, it's not, like, knife play or impact play, you know. It's more of, like, rigging overall what encases it all. Yeah, it's whatever I have to do to get to that end point of Mm -hmm. making someone cry like a fucking bitch. Yeah. And beg, you know, for beg for me to stop. Yeah. So for me, what I like the most about BDSM is the giving up the control and to feel like I don't have to do the thinking. I can just let go of everything, everything that's on my mind that normally would bother me or that I have to get done. And just whatever you say is what goes. 
and it is very calming for me and I need that in my little chaotic brain so it has done quite a bit of wonders for me over the years um, especially progressing from being a submissive to being a slave and giving up more and have I mean in a way still having responsibilities but I'm having you give me things to do and direct me and that overall is kind of what I don't know it kind of gets me off in a way especially you know when I'm in a really bad headspace not where we can't do something but in the headspace of like I need you mm-hmm. and when you come in and can completely shut my brain down to be just I'm there no longer anything around me exists it's just me and you and what you just did to me that is what is the most it just is perfect for me it's what i need and what i like the most when it comes to our bdsm right but but what aspect does that for you though i mean like so what actions so a lot of it is like the actual control um it can be you know you grabbing me by the throat pinning me against the wall and telling me whatever it is that you need to tell me whether it be that i need to stop my shit or it's you telling me that i am your good fucking whore and that you know you need me to you know suck your cock and i need to be there for you for whatever need that you have because you know i love to serve you like just having you say things like that to me in a position where you know, I'm not distracted by everything else in the world. Like you literally stopped me in my tracks physically. And I have like, I, it's not that I don't have a choice to listen to you, but you've literally made me listen to you because I'm just fully focused on whatever you are doing at that exact moment. And that's what I like the most. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry. I looked at your dick. <laughs> I know it's turning me on you talking about it. So, I mean, cause I remember there was a time that you legit, I was in my head and for you to get me out of my head, you literally grabbed me by the throat, pinned me in the bathroom up against the wall and told me that I was your good fucking girl and that you know, that I know that you love me and that you would only do X, Y, and Z to me because you know that's what I want and that's what I need. And I'm just literally was a melting puddle. So then when you slid your fingers into my pussy, it was legit dripping down your arm. And you're like, see, that is my good fucking girl because you are so wet just because I am talking to you like this and we are having basically a one-on-one. Yeah. Yes, I know my dick's hard. Stop staring at it. (laughs) I can't help it. Because you're like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it definitely... Hey. hey! Now you're going skiing. Jesus Christ! Going skiing. Um, no, going but, skiing, guys. But that stuff. I mean, that is our dynamic. It is. I mean, that is how we live twenty four seven. I mean, it's not always to that extreme. No, those are, like I said, when I'm in my head, and I need that clarity in my brain. That's when you do it. Right. And sometimes, like in my head, it has nothing to do with anything but just everyday life. And sometimes I just need it. And then it just like resets me legit. Yeah. No, like hundred percent. And then what turns me on the most, I mean, that does turn me on obviously since my pussy will drip from it, um, is the bruising that I get from our impact play. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we recently learned that if there is another submissive that is enjoying her light spankings and she's very like, which, oh, when she's getting hit, it turns me on that I can work through my pain that I get through my impact play. But then what turns me on more is getting to watch my bruises. And I've thoroughly, for whatever reason, and you even think that it's slightly odd because you haven't met anybody that was really like that, that I don't necessarily get off by my bruises, but I very much enjoy having them, feeling them as they heal and seeing the colors that they change mm-hmm. um, and that in turn actually can kind of turn me on a little bit because I'd be like, yeah, I endured a lot of shit to get those bruises. So then I become very proud of myself. And then in turn, it kind of like, you know, turns me on a little bit, kind of like me in mirrors, watch myself in mirrors and it turns oh, me yeah. on too. Yeah. You definitely get turned on by mirrors. I do. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> Not really. There's nothing wrong with me, but I, I do need mirrors in my life. <laughs> so, okay. 
Now, our potential girlfriend mm-hmm. is new to BDSM-ish. Ish, yeah. Um, and she's expressed some interest in some things. Now, how do you foresee that playing out, either between the two of you or the three of us? So her and I have discussed where we both kind of stand as far as, you know, submissive or dominant. And we are both switches. So where I foresee things going is that it would kind of be a, you know, a switch up, literally, (laughs) that one would be the dame, one would be the submissive, and we would kind of go back and forth depending on each other's needs and wants at that given moment. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm curious because, I mean, obviously, you know, she hasn't done anything physical with a man before. Right. So. I think when, if it were to have all of us three together, she would want to be, and this is just my way of thinking, she would want to be dominant over you for the first few times that we all played in that way. But then I feel like over time when she sees how you are dominant over me, she may get a little bit of an interest in that to see what that would be like. Because she's very open to trying things and just overall learning about things. And the only way you can learn is by having it happen. Like, I can see that. Mm -hmm. But I think it would take a, a, a little while to where I would feel comfortable with her doming me with you. Yeah. You know, because obviously you have to build that trust up. So I feel like what I see in my head, you know, perhaps the first few times of us all playing together, if that happens, would be where her and I dominate you. Oh, yeah, I could see that. That way it would be like, you know, she could follow suit and see what works for me for being dominant over me. Yeah. And then that way, the only interaction between her and I would be what she would want like you know like if she wanted me to do something to her while she was doing something to you or whatever right then that could work um but i think eventually you know like once i saw her dom you Mm -hmm. and i could learn to trust her in that way then i could see letting you and her dom me you know, until she is comfortable, like you said, mm-hmm. for me to take over that dominant role, like over the two of you. Yeah. Because I feel like she really wants to be in that submissive role, like especially if someone can really put her in really place. Really be the dominant one. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. You know, because I mean. I, and, it, and it is a lot of work to be the dominant one. So I can understand where you would kind of already lean into wanting to be submissive because it is a lot of mental work. Yeah. And I feel like for her, I don't think she's really ever had that like super dominance exerted over her. No. I mean, she's a badass chick. Oh, I yeah. mean, she really is. She's a, like a black belt in karate and, you know, or some form of martial arts. I forget exactly which one it was. Mm hmm. But, you know, she can hold her own. Right. You know, she's a tomboy. Mm-hmm. It's so, not yeah. like she's, she's this fragile little woman, you know, like. Right. She could probably fuck some dudes up. Oh, hell yeah. So I, I feel like that's part of the attraction. Yeah. Is the fact that she feels safe with me. Mm-hmm. And I think she knows that once she has that trust in me that she could potentially let me dominate her and you're gonna come again just thinking about all this huh Uh, fucking a uh, 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 he yeah does this turn you on it actually yes it does it's a lot because like it's all so much and it's like just to think about what potential things could be, it definitely turns me on. I mean, it turns me on too. Like, <laughs> but I'm just trying not to jump too far ahead because right. I know I'm like, I'm on the outside looking in at this point. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. You know, like as much as she has told us that she's open to this whole thing, mm-hmm. 
like until she really tells me like yeah i'm 100 percent interested in moving forward with you as well right then i'm just kind of speculating at this point right no that makes sense so all right why don't we uh pause this real quick get shit moved around so that yes. you can we're gonna do, do this little toy that i've been playing with yes it literally is this it's actually an anal vibrator is it, what is. it is it's an anal vibrator but i've just been using it on my clip for the last two comes that i've had but i'm going to use it both ways so we will try it out anally and see how that feels yeah so we will be right back okay so we are back and i think i am going to move with okay so i am mobile now kind of i can get to about right here can you hear it vibrating i cannot no you may have to move over closer to it but over here yeah there you go that should work right right there yeah there you go oh i almost knocked over all right can you hear it now uh i can't really hear it but i mean i can hear the click oh you heard the click oh there we go might have to angle that down just a little bit Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh shit, it spirals when you let go of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just force it down. There you go. Ah, come back. Okay. There you go. That better? Oh yeah. There you go. Okay. So, feels obviously very good. I was almost ready before we had to move it. Right. It's very powerful. It it was like i said when i literally put it down there to move the microphone it was spiraling itself like a little unicorn horn yeah so and i literally i'm not even doing anything with it i'm just holding it there and it's just doing its thing right so right on the clit like just with the tip of it and she's already got her head you know thrown back mm-hmm. i mean she's basically almost there already you can just watch because her stomach tightens up Her head goes flying back. Her eyes close. She should be coming any moment now. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, all right. So. All right. Well, that was the clit. That was the clit. Now, this is an anal vibrator. So it is. So I'm she's going gonna... to put a condom on it. Yeah. And we are going to. Now, you obviously don't have to use a condom, but I'm doing it because. Easy cleanup. Easy cleanup. Trying to get some lube on her booty hole. Booty hole lube. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you get it on a good setting. I think it's going to make you come. It might. We'll just see. from on, your ass. There we go. The setting is a little bit different. So I had, I kept turning it off. Okay. Oh, wow. Does it feel good? Like just at the entrance? Yeah. She's about to break through. It's hard to tell. I mean, the vibration makes it hard to tell where it's at. You need help? Nope. That's oh, there you go. I'm just going to hold on to it. Okay. Because I do not trust this toy to not get taken in. Yeah, it's... The bottom bevel is not big enough yeah it's basically the same size as the toy right so as soon as it goes there i feel like your ass would just take it and you've already eaten a butt plug before so i have so this is why i am holding on to this but it does feel very good if you want you can change the setting 
Okay. I don't see. think I can. My hand's very slippery. Just reach back and touch the button. Oh, there we go. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it feels good. Well, that's good. She said it feels good. It is hard to get that button. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's got to feel good. It does feel really good. Oh. But I still think I might need some clip work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's about to come again. Eyes are closed. Oh. 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 Maybe that, that maybe that'll work. It was really close. I almost feel like it needs to go in a little bit deeper too. Oh. I mean, your pussy's really wet. There you go. Yeah, she's going to come. The veins in her head are popping. I'm surprised it's taken this long. I know. Like, that thing is fucking strong. was that oh that was good yeah I think I definitely have to play more with the settings to see which one I like but okay now I just want you to step down there and you're gonna come I'm gonna come over there and sit down okay. and you're gonna suck my dick with that in your ass Okay. 
All right. So, what would you give that toy? Oh, I'm gonna give this toy like a nine. A nine. It would give it a ten once I find out what setting works best for my butt. Okay. But it worked good on your clit. Oh my god, yeah. And in your ass. It feels really good in my ass still. Okay. Then we're gonna finish this out and uh you're gonna get me to come with that still in your ass. Okay. So Hope everybody enjoyed this show and by the time you hear this we will be back in Alabama. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But until then, stay sexy, fuckers. And don't forget, if you want to join us at Pod Bash, there's still a couple rooms left. Go to frontporchswingers.com and you can book your rooms there. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us VJ's Hotspot, The Trendy Pineapple and also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people, and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at K-S-E-N-M and Kink Podcast. That's all the major socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper, and also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and kink podcast.